stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's Director of ETF Research, Nina Mishra, to talk about uh, an interesting topic that's kind of blown up here in 2020. Already there's an interesting ETF topic about the ESG ETFs and some of these newer ETFs that are the niche ones like the vegan ETF and how you may be investing in something different than you thought you were getting when you buy some of these ETFs. And I wanted to explore what is going on because in particular, I saw a tweet just um, to start the year about the U.S. Vegan Climate ETF. And the ticker there is VEGN. And this is a newer ETF that just launched in September 2019. And they do say they're trying to track the performance of the Beyond Investing U.S. Vegan Climate Index. And um, what that also means, I went to their website, it means zero animal exploitation and no destruction of the environment, among other things. So um, what you would kind of expect if you're buying a vegan ETF. So, but the controversy came in because the tweet mentioned the top 10 holdings. So I'm just going to list out what they are here um, and you'll get a good idea of why this was the controversial part. So the the largest holding is Apple at about 5.2% of the assets. And then you have Microsoft, Facebook, United Health Group, Verizon, MasterCard, Visa, Bank of America, Intel, and AT&T. Those are the top 10 holdings. And then when I took a look at what areas uh, the bulk of the portfolio is in, the largest industry <clears throat> or sector is tech, and that was 31.8% followed by financial services at 23.7, and then communication services at 19.5. So when you look at this list, it was this is where the controversy came in because it doesn't seem like I'm really owning anything that's vegan. <laughs> I like, look at this. So this is why I wanted to bring Nina on um, because she's our ETF expert here at Zaxx, and um, she's very familiar with the CTF and what they're going for. So Nina, what is going on when you see something like this with this list of companies that I otherwise might not think would be in this kind of ETF? Yeah. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. It's a very interesting topic. There's so much interest in uh, socially responsible and ESG ETFs this year, and particularly because they did pretty well. Many of them were able to be beat the broader market last year, and we will discuss the reasons for that later. But let's talk about this particular ETF. And as the name and the ticker symbol, VUGN, may suggest that it is a vegan-friendly or a meatless, beet-friendly ETF. But this is actually an exclusionary ETF. So rather than including only certain companies that are vegan-friendly, it excludes companies from the S&P 500 index that are in any way 
uh, engaged in animal exploitation or defense or human rights abuses or fossil fuels or any other environmentally damaging activities. So if you exclude those companies, what you get is, you mentioned the top 10 holdings. What some of the notable exclusions are Amazon. Amazon, because they bought Whole Foods, which sells meat. Uh, They don't include Berkshire Hathaway because they own Kraft Heinz, which again, as a meat food, um, they sell meat uh, and other foods. Uh, they do not include J&J, Johnson & Johnson, because of animal testing. They do not include Home Depot because they sell animal products. They do not include Disney because of Animal Kingdom, which they treat as animal exploitation. Uh, they do not include J.P. Morgan and some other banks because of their support for fossil fuels. Uh, So after those exclusions, you get a tech-heavy portfolio. Uh, Now, when this ETF was about to launch, and when it launched, they were actually mocked in the financial media. Uh, People could not understand why a company like Disney uh, is not animal-friendly, why you are excluding Berkshire Hathaway when Warren Buffett is one of the most uh, charitable person ever in you know in all times uh, but to their defense uh, you know how many meatless meat companies are there uh, beyond meat is the only one which is public as of now uh, impossible foods is not yet public there are many other smaller companies which are wor- working on uh, vegan products which taste like meat, but uh, they are not ready to market because either they are too expensive or they are not healthy. So that is why this company, Beyond Investing, which launched this product, they followed this unique unique approach of excluding the companies which they believe is uh, uh, they believe are harmful to the environment or animals in any way. Okay, that makes more sense to me when you explain it that way, that this is an exclusionary type of ETF, because most investors, I feel, are used to the inclusion ETFs instead of the Uh exclusion. So that's where the tweets came in of, look what this one owns. This doesn't make any sense because they don't understand that it's actually for those who don't, you know, I don't want to own a a company, a furniture company that makes leather chairs, for instance, then I can invest in this kind of ETF because I'm assuming they do not own any furniture companies that make leather chairs in this ETF because they are specifically excluding those. Correct. Uh, So uh, I understand the approach. I do not understand whether this ETF was really required. Uh, by excluding Amazon or Disney, uh, are you helping animals in any way? I'm not sure. So yeah, that's, that's my take on the EDF. It also, I saw it has uh, expenses of 0.6% because it has to be more actively managed, right? Like someone is making the decisions what goes in or what's excluded, I should say. Um, and so it brings up the idea of why not just invest in something like the uh, ETF we've talked about in the past that is the fossil fuel reserves free ETF that 
mm-hmm. that just tracks S&P 500 without the fossil fuel companies and it's SPYX because wouldn't that, it, that would at least, well, you're not excluding the company that makes the leather chair in that one. You are at least getting rid of fossil fuels and and you're basically tracking very similar companies in the S&P 500. Uh, yes. Uh, so this is one of the expensive ESG deals, and the reason for that is um, you mentioned that because the index provider is a small company. They do a lot of research to exclude all those companies, uh, but for investors, there are many other choices available. Uh, there are ESG ETFs which are just 10 basis points. Okay. And if you are uh, if you are a climate-conscious uh, investor, then obviously you can invest, you can take a look at the fossil fuel-free ETF, which is uh, SPYX. Now, uh, so it does not hold any companies which, uh, which own fossil fuels reserves, but you will still get some energy expo- um, exposure. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, energy accounts for about uh, 1.8% in the portfolio. It holds companies which are basically processing energy. So companies like Halliburton, Valero uh, are still there in the portfolio. And uh, in fact, uh, many ESG ETFs, I mean, the name may suggest that uh, because they are environmentally conscious, uh, they are targeting environmentally conscious investors, but actually all those ETFs look at all three sectors, environmental, social, and governance. So that is why most popular ESG ETFs, they have some exposure to energy as well. Uh, Energy, because energy companies, maybe they score low on the environmental metrics. They may be scoring high on social and governance. Uh, metrics. Uh, so their exposure to energy would be lower compared to the S&P 500 index, but you will still see some energy companies in many ESG ETFs. In fact, uh, Berkshire is a bigger exclusion in these ETFs. They get lesser weightage than some of the energy companies like Exxon and uh, ESG ETS. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, uh, Berkshire has, doesn't have very good reporting standards. Uh, so, that, so, so that is why they score low on governance metrics, whereas a company like Exxon may score higher on social and governance metrics. Uh, so whenever you are investing in ETS, uh, it always makes sense to look under the hood, look at the holdings, make yeah. sure that they are in line with your you know, beliefs or uh, your investment goals. And uh, there's always an ETF available, which will probably suit your beliefs and investment goals. Yeah. Now, I took a look at a couple of the other, one ESG and one of the low-carbon target ETFs. So the low carbon target ETF, CRBN is that ticker. And then I just took a look at a basic ESG. Um, It's the iShares USA ESG Select ETF, which is SUSA, but that one excludes tobacco and it's large in mid cap stocks. But I took a look at these just to kind of see what was in their top tens. And I am struck by the um, 
lists because they all have Apple and Microsoft as among the top two holdings. And then pretty much Alphabet is always in there. Um, on the uh, ESG Select, you also have uh, Salesforce, BlackRock, and Accenture. That's a little bit different one. But the carbon one has Facebook, it has Alphabet, it's got Amazon, which I'm kind of surprised because Amazon's flying its own jet jet fleet around. Um, so I'm not sure how that's low carbon. But um, so I, I just bring that up because it seems like you're kind of owning the same group of companies with all of these ESGs. Is that because the big tech giants basically just fall within the parameters of any ESG ETF? Uh, yeah, that, that is the main reason. Uh, yeah. so all these big companies, they score pretty high on all three ESG metrics uh, because, you know, they have been taking a lot of uh, initiatives. They have been taking a lot of steps to reduce their carbon footprint. Uh, uh, Microsoft announced just last week that they will go carbon negative by 2030, and uh, Apple has also taken a number of uh, steps to reduce its uh, carbon footprint. They they have a lot of cash, so maybe they can spend a lot uh, on their governance governance uh, practices. And they are usually, you know, more friendly uh, towards their female and LGBTQ uh, employees. So that is why most broad market, broad based ESG ETFs. They have a lot of exposure to tech, and uh, they have low, lower exposure than the broader market to energy. And that is the main reason why these ETFs did pretty well uh, yeah. last year. So it was like you are doing good for the environment, you are doing good for the society, and you are also uh, your portfolio is also doing well uh, because uh, technology was the best performing sector last year, this year. And over the last decade, uh, so uh, in the past one year, tech is up more than 50%. This year also it is up uh, about 6%, whereas the S&P 500 is up about 3% only. Uh, second best performing sector is communication services, uh, which is which was carved out of technology. So that is dominated by companies like Facebook and Google and Netflix. So again, all those hot companies. So... Um, basically, all these ESG ETFs, they are providing you higher exposure to technologies, technology, all these hot tech companies. Um, that is the main reason why they have been able to beat the market. Okay. Well, this has been some good information, at least for me, to discuss why um, some of these own so much in the tech area because there was some outrage out there. But I do, I do think many investors don't realize that these are the exclusionary type of ETFs and not the inclusionary. And I do think a lot of these... And, and, uh, yeah, and quickly, I would quickly point out that you do not get uh, Amazon or lower rating to Amazon in a number of these ETFs because uh, of the working uh, conditions and okay. Amazon's warehouses. Uh, they typically score low on uh, on ESG metrics, so that is why that is one one exclusion or lower rating you could expect. And as I mentioned, Berkshire Hathaway is another notable exclusion yeah. or lower rating uh, 
So when you invest in these ESG ETFs, you should be aware that you will get a lot of Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, uh, but low, probably lower than S&P 500, Amazon, and Berkshire. Yeah, that's a good thing to point out because I did not see Amazon on any of the ESG lists. Only the mm-hmm. low-carbon mm-hmm. ETF had it on there. So that makes sense. Okay, so for all of you... Uh, still intrigued by the ESG universe and what you can be getting. I hope this podcast cleared up some of the misconceptions out there and things that are going on with some of these ETFs, because I know it did for me. So let me recap some of the tickers again. So if you're interested in the U.S. Vegan Climate ETF, uh, the ticker there is V-E-G-N. That's easy to remember. And if you are interested in the S&P 500 fossil fuel, the reserve free ETF, that's SPYX as an X-ray. And then we had the low carbon target ETF, CRBN, and the iShares USA ESG Select ETF, SUSA. And a couple of the tickers we mentioned, of course, well, Berkshire, you can still invest if you want to go that way. And um, it's excluded out of some of these. BRKB. Amazon is AMZN, of course. Um, We also talked about Disney, DIS. Johnson & Johnson is JNJ. Home Depot was mentioned here, HD. And JP Morgan is JPM. And I think everyone knows the other ones, Facebook, FB, and Alphabet, G-O-O-G-L, and Microsoft. We might as well throw them all in. MSFT is the ticker there. But this is an area that's going to be pretty hot here in 2020, don't you think so, Nina? Yes, uh, and particularly in the light of what uh, BlackRock decided recently. Yeah. and they would be taking more steps to ensure, uh, you know, to address these climate risks and uh, ensure sustainability. And they would be voting against the bo- boards if the boards do not take uh, disclose climate risks and do not take enough steps to address climate risks. And you know, BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world. They uh, they hold assets exceeding seven trillion dollars. So I think. That move could also make a lot of difference in um, in this field. And in general, we have we are seeing that uh, uh, investors, probably uh, more, uh, particularly younger investors, you know, millennial investors, uh, uh, they are more interested in investing according to their beliefs. And you know, a lot of millennials believe that uh, even uh, veganism and climate risk are related. And there is, of course, scientific research to show that. So I, I I, think this area would get a lot of interest going forward, too. And also, if tech continues to do well, then probably more interest because of just because of outperformance. Yeah, the returns will be good if the tech rally continues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all these things are things to watch. I know it's a hot topic at Davos this year, and a lot of companies mm-hmm. are there kind of promoting their climate change initiatives as well to get on the top of the list for these types of ETFs, basically. So these are all things uh, that are going on out there, and we're going to be covering them all year here on the Market Edge podcast. I'm sure I'll be having Nina on later this year to talk some more about this area. And you don't want to miss a single episode. You can subscribe on SoundCloud. I know many of you are over there. 
And we're also on Spotify now. And of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. But be sure to get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.